You're listening to the Indie Echo Podcast, a showcase of independent music and the artists that make it. I'm Jordan, producer at High Five Music. Asher Lobb is a violinist, producer, and DJ, known for his covers, originals, and energetic live performances. My name is Asher Lobb. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm an electric violinist, composer, producer, and live performer. What I do uh, professionally and for the last 20 years or so is live performance. And the production aspect of things uh, professionally has emerged over the last seven years or so. Uh, as I sort of like reinvented myself, I went shifted more from, what's the word, uh, studio live performer, uh, club date musician to more or less an artist, an independent artist. I kind of do a little bit of both. I do live, you know, concerts and uh, corporate events, and just a whole mix of ways of earning an income in person uh, with my with my violin. Um, I also I also DJ, you know, when the situation is is right, and then I produce a lot of music uh, with the, do orchestral symphonies. I like to blend in EDM as well. So when you started, uh, you were doing like a, a lot of live performance work. So when did the artistry come into it and why? Why the transition from these live corporate gigs and, and, and weddings and, and whatever else you were doing? I was looking for more. I was looking for more meaning in my live performances. I found like a lot of these, and it, it still is a struggle for me today because I, you know, I do have to pay the bills. <laughs> so those are like the... I joke, I joke about it. I say like soulless gigs, you know, it's like, okay, here's here. We're going to pay you to like show up, but they're not like listening intently collectively the way they would at a concert. I just felt like I put in all this effort to learn a song, to prepare a song, to, to construct a song from scratch. And there's like three people that are really intently paying attention while everybody else is networking kind of situation. And that's, that's what, what made me want to take the direction of an artist as opposed to just being a hired hand. From what I can tell, you do the, the common thing that a lot of artists are doing now, like it's independent artists where they do a lot of cover songs. So it's like, you know, come for the covers, stay for the originals. The covers are sort of like an incentive. I have been desperately trying to get away from covers, but even the biggest artists are doing covers. There's what to complain about with respect to how the algorithm is sort of formed around needing to do covers. I released a, a Bollywood cover, and they are the probably the worst in allowing covers to be released, which is surprising. Like I, I released something on Spotify, and it was uh, promoted over like a month and a half, and then they took it down after the fact, after Sony Music India or something like that, or the South Asian region uh, took it down. And I'm like, this is my I own the masters. I, I paid for the the cover uh, license through your digital distributor, no answer from the digital distributor. They're like, you're gonna have to take it up with Sony. That's a reason to like really steer clear of covers, at least with respect to distribution on all the major platforms. YouTube is much easier, but that was a really bad experience I had last year. Yeah, and that's interesting because your covers are they're very different. It's like, it's not like you're just singing the same they're song. Instrumental. It's, it's yeah, instrumental. <laughs> like, I feel like it's more their loss, but what do they care? Because they have millions of streams anyway. So I don't care, they don't care. It's just unfortunate because there's, obviously there's a reason why covers exist and it does benefit the artist, I think, when you get a broader reach. And so what was the first fully original that you put out? Neon Dreams, I think, was the first. That was like a song that I really, really kind of launched my independent artist career. I was looking to just feed my soul with uh, 
a blend of electronic and classical, which are the two things that really just, I, I breathe. You know, I was raised as a classical musician and I, you know, I just, I love dancing and I love just doing events with, with people having a good time. So this is sort of the best for me to fit in as a lead um, in, that, in that context, a dance type setting. Um, there's sort of like the world of, there's the rockers, there's the EDM DJs where they're sort of like standing behind a console and they're like mixing. And then there's like the live instrumentalists. There isn't so much of that going on. That's where Neon Dreams was born. It's a very danceable type beat, and it's and I just added a little element of sophistication. It just sort of it was an easy sort of chord progression for me, and and it was just it was the melody that obviously you know I'm trying to create an earworm. It just like the first or second time uh, I recorded over in the studio, just I was like, yeah, this works, and that doesn't happen every time. It doesn't happen with every recording, but this you know was one of those um, what's the word unicorns. The fun of pop and EDM chord progressions are they're very simple so you know what you're working with basically the whole time versus classical which is you know can change time signatures and be all over the place but that could be fun in its own way so what do you think yeah and i went to one from one extreme to the next i went to like straight up full symphony like the last five releases and until i did miserlu which is like a cinematic um classical rock piece which was actually shaped by Ginny Luke and um, Johannes Grichakar out in LA, the two two other amazing artists I got to collaborate on the song. But yeah, like prior to that, like Shemesh, uh, Tribute to Israel, these are all like 100% cinematic, just classical, just full symphonies, uh, strings, winds, percussion, just an or basically an orchestra. Um, did no like mainstream drum type type rhythm. My chief interest is really just producing something I think that fans really want to hear. Do you listen to like uh, Lindsey Sterling? Yeah, I mean Lindsey Sterling. She's a um, she's a pioneer without without a question. Um, and uh, David Garrett and uh, Vanessa May. They, she preceded Lindsey Sterling and Joe Venuti, John Luke Ponte. They also preceded. But Lindsey like took it to the EDM level for sure. I mean, she's just like awesome. I think I discovered her late because. I had middle schoolers requesting the songs at school dances and stuff. Oh, that's awesome. That makes me so happy to hear because like everybody's requesting like Pitbull and I'm like, yeah, that's what you'd expect. At least in America. But no, but I love, I love that people are requesting Lindsey Sterling because I'm, we're not getting that. I'm not hearing those requests at like private events much, occasionally. So Subtle Pulse, uh, I produced and collaborated with Porter Singer, who's just this in uh, incredible, also uh, previously known as Sirgun Carr. She's big in the meditation world. She produced the lyrics to to that song, and I think it came out really beautifully. And uh, yeah, so she's based out, based out west. 
And then Miserlu is also like another collaboration um, that we worked on. And then I've done Insane Beats, like we that was like a hip hop collab. That's like my favorite part of production is collaborations, really. Is there something you find the most difficult part about the process of making originals? Maybe versus covers? Yeah, it's definitely it definitely takes more time than covers because first of all, you're putting your love and your your like I I put I promote my singles. Like I don't just I don't just like release them. I actually like work with my team to try to get it out there, to try to get it playlisted and written about and that that type of stuff. Sometimes it's also picked up, but like it takes some some effort and some some money to like roll roll these projects out uh with covers i'm not doing as much i'm not putting as much of an effort into it so yeah it's more challenging in the sense that i'm more of a perfectionist but when it comes to a collaboration i'm not um like with miserlu i did not release it the exact way that i intended it to be because i had i have tremendous respect for the, the artists that i worked with on it so I, I sort of i allowed them to come in and just change the song to something that met their needs that made you know met the needs of their fans and something that resonated with them more so that in that sense the originals are more effort What are some like career highlights of yours? Like maybe a gig you got to play or someone recognized your song or something like that? I've been privileged to grace some pretty major stages, done some television and like PBS and uh, Foreign Madison Square Garden, Carnegie Hall, Lincoln Center. Uh, been grateful to perform across, you know, the country, different parts of the parts of the world, um, Asia and Europe. Played with some celebrities and for some celebrities. Uh, my band played for like, I don't want to get political, but I, it's it's just funny how like I, I performed for some like random famous people like, you know, like George Bush. I wouldn't label myself as a Republican. I'm like more or less an independent, <laughs> but I, I never played for any Democrats. Right? Oh, except for I guess the what is governor, previous governor of New York, but uh, um, played for the the King of Morocco, which is really random on Wall Street. Mohammed, king Mohammed the sixth really nice guy uh this was not dressed as a king as you would expect but was wearing jeans <laughs> had, his, had his whole entourage around him the fbi was at the front of the restaurant it's been a really interesting memorable experience i guess you could say that came together because that's a really interesting piece that i was just looking to produce something that 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 was just simple and melodic it's based off of an israeli tune and the intention wasn't for that for that to be like in a movie um i'm working on some movie stuff uh now that 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 probably is a less poppy because i think shemesh while it's a pretty tune pretty melody it's a little i i see it as like a little bit 
maybe too simplistic for a lot of the classical listeners. I think people are looking for something that changes key, changes rhythm a bit more. But Shamash is something that I guess I guess could appeal to, to the listeners that are just looking for more of a memorable, simple type of melody with this epic backdrop of like a full symphony. So that's sort of what came to mind. And I, I pumped it out pretty fast because the melody was pretty simple. Is scoring something you've done or would like to do more of? Or Yeah, it's something I, I wanna I wanna spend more time on. This is really my home, this is what I'm trying to work as much as possible on on uh, releasing and submitting to music libraries um in in the in the classical and EDM genre. I'm looking to distinguish myself across those genres. So um I understand a lot of people like in LA at least they you know they they collaborate with each other in terms of production, they split like royalties 50-50 and that, that way they're able to sort of pump out more music. So, um, you know, that might be like a solution for me. So I'm trying to try to score this other collab with this guy in uh, North Carolina, really uh, pretty established singer, does like national tours. Be exciting to to land that. Um, he's actually in the R&B genre, you know, kind of world. So that'll be kind of a shift. Funny, I keep keep shifting uh, myself just, just to kind of work with different artists that I'm interested in. The um, the production music for for television and and movies that's that's something I'm I'm trying to find more time to to build up my kind of my list to pitch to these libraries. I, I've produced a number of, of originals, but I just need a bit more that's more targeted towards these movies. So that's another thing I got to handle. And um, I'm also working on like just a load of originals and uh, just bookings like like concert bookings, that type of stuff. So that's something I'm I'm interested in, in working out that that kind of fits the needs of my family as well. Like going on a long tour is not necessarily the best idea. Um, that is definitely a, a goal of mine uh, in terms of just continuing to grow my fan base to, to like, you know, like the real fans, the real supporters. That's, what, that's what part of what I love so much about, and I'm sure you love about this, that there's flexibility in the, the sense that we can sort of choose our own path as opposed to sort of being stuck on some corporate path. I don't know. It's just, it's more about what we want to do as artists. It's exciting. Links to Asher's music and everything else can be found in the show notes. Indie Echo is a product of High Five Music, a digital production studio that brings your bedroom demos to life. If you want your music produced, mixed, or remixed, visit the link on my Instagram, at High Five Music, and you can follow the show, at Indie Echo Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you.